Dope Discussions Podcast. Dope discussions, gay to Erica, woke discussions. Mob ties, how they rock and think they both was cousins. Gifting you with their words so you might know you something. Just go and look for them live. They do it every Sunday. Every Sunday. And we gon' bring you that dope. And we gon' bring you that dope. It's gay to beat it, baby. Make state to state, baby, coast to coast. Like the vibe, baby, spark the joke. And we gon' bring you that dope. So talk with Erica, man, talk with G. And all you gotta do is talk with me. And we gon' bring you that dope. And we gon' bring you that dope. And we gon' bring you that Phone right quick. A lot of shows thought I had this thing muted up. Let me see. Let me make sure. Let me turn all my all my media volume down right quick. Ooh. I thought I had it all down. Hold on. You know I had to <laughs> Negro rig this thing. Yeah, we don't want no feedback. Right, Happy Zach. Zach. Zach is in the house. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're gonna have to um yeah, I I, I, I had everything. I was, okay, so I did have everything muted, so it wasn't me. That was just my phone said it, it didn't care. It said screw you, dog. <laughs> Let's see, wait a minute. Look like you oh there you go. There you go. Yeah. What's Can up, Instagram? No, I don't hear an echo no more. Yeah, Instagram, but y'all hear an echo over there because we going live on y'all stream right now. <laughs> yes. This is our first time live on Instagram. So Instagram family, what's up? Happy 2021. What is going on, everybody out there in Instagram world? <laughs> <laughs> hey, what Missy, our Facebook fam. What's up, Missy? Happy New Year. We are back. We took off last Sunday. To just and just watch the new year come in and take a break because we have been going hard in the paint, but we are yep, back. Yep. yep, yep. Merry New Year to everybody. <laughs> Merry New Year. Let's Shoot. see. Do we have any YouTube viewers today? Maybe we'll get some YouTube viewers coming in. Right. Later. You know they come in a little late all the time. You know how that go. So how's everybody feeling about the new year so far? Drop us some comments. Let us know. What's up? <laughs> Hopefully they uh they're gonna be in. And if y'all see me messing around with my camera, that's because I want to make sure that I'm looking all beautifully, <laughs> ruggedly handsome like I normally do. You know, on, on the uh there we go. Yeah, there we go. Now, now. Now, now, 
Yeah, you go. <laughs> yeah. Instagram, no, can y'all hear it. us? Let us give me a thumbs up, a wave, or something. Let me know if you can hear us. Yeah, and let me know if anybody hear any echoes. Hopefully, nobody hear no echoes. Hopefully, it's all good. You know, I ain't realized that it wouldn't let me go mutely, quietly on the phone, on the uh, phone mm-hmm. for Instagram. So, you know, I did it right this time. I did it right. We got it covered. We got it covered. I think I like this. Oh, I think I like this. Yeah, I think I like this. Oh, I think I like this. Yeah, I think I like this. We are simulcasting to two platforms, three platforms today, and we would like to say hello to everyone. Yes, and happy 2021. Dope Discussions is in the house, and we are looking forward to another year. Yes, Uh, yes. A lot of great conversations. Great guests, topics, new perspectives, some more understanding. Yeah. All that good stuff. Definitely, man. I'm looking forward to this. It's going to be a great year. It's going to be a great year. I'm looking forward to all of it. (laughs) Hey, Ashley. We got Ashley on Instagram. Audaciously me, Ashley. What's up? What's going on, Ashley? How you doing, Ashley? Ashley. <laughs> That's Miss TikTok herself. Yeah, exactly. That's why I had to drop it like that. You know what I'm saying? She knew exactly <laughs> what I'm talking about. <laughs> wow. Yes. So today's topic, last last uh our last show, we talked about having a healthy sex life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this 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 Sunday, we're going to continue that topic of talking about sex, but we're going to be talking about when should we have the sex talk with our kids? Mm, yeah, see, that's an important topic right there, because especially these days with the over-sexualization of a lot of the media that gets put out there, I mean, it, it, it's time for us to kind of look at it and say, hey, look, how do we quell you know, the, the thought syndrome that's going on with a lot of, you know, our, mm-hmm. our youth out there, you know, unfortunately, you know, and, and I joke about it, but unfortunately it is a serious topic that we need to talk about, you know, and I yeah, see we, that for some, Ashley again, hey. Yeah, <laughs> we need to jump in front of that thing before all that other stuff that they can see on TV, mm-hmm. YouTube, social media gets ingrained in their brain. And then we're just doing damage control instead right. of being the loudest voice in their ear. Right, exactly. That's the one thing we don't want. We don't want to have a scenario where, you know, we we are the last ones that our kids come to about stuff like that. So, you know, it's good to go ahead and get be proactive, be intentional about it, get up front, you know, in front of everything and make sure that they know that they not only have a listening ear, but we can also give them some instruction and some advice on how to handle a topic like this mm-hmm. as taboo sometimes is sex. <laughs> right. So what we want to cover today, we want to talk about what's the what's the first age, what's the youngest age that we should start this conversation? Um what's appropriate for each age yeah. on how much you talk about and share with your kids. Um, how much detail do you want to go into? How much, you know, how graphic right. do you want to get with it? And 
we need to kind of add to and correct some of the things that we've learned in our childhood. Cause yeah. I didn't have like a real raw, transparent sex talk with my parents. Well, my mom, um, basically it was like, just don't do it. Right, right, right. That, that was the, the, the easy answer back in the day was, you know, just don't talk about it. Especially if you came up in the church, you know, that mm -hmm. was something that, oh, we just ain't going to talk about that, you know, and it, it became something that just kind of got swept under the rug. And while, you know, it could seem like that was, you know, them saying that it was just taboo. In the end of the day, it ended up hurting a lot of people, you know, including people like me, you know, people that I was around, you know, who grew up in the church house. That was something that was never, never discussed. You know, I don't know any of my friends whose parents had the talk with mm -hmm. them at any age. It was just don't do it. And right. what we have to understand about kids when they're coming of age, and they're going through all these different changes in their body, their hormones, and their friends with all the peer pressure. And then coupled with what all the stuff that they are bombarded with today in society, if we don't jump in there and quell their curiosity, every question that they have, even if we don't have the answer for it, even if we're uncomfortable with the situation, we have to make sure that we're the first person in their ear, giving them the information and not letting them get out there in some other way. Um, we got to get outside of ourselves and stop feeling so, you know, uncomfortable and, and afraid of saying the wrong thing or doing the wrong thing and not doing anything. Look, I completely agree. I completely agree. Hey, you know what's so crazy? I can see on the show, like, if you had a delay, because you're not delaying on Instagram, but you're delaying on mm -hmm. StreamYard. Like, it's breaking up on StreamYard, but it's not on Instagram. It kind of feels that way, too, because when <laughs> I, it seems like once I say something, it takes a while for your response to come through. But I mean, it's fine on Instagram. Instagram is it's, it's streaming fine, you know. And I hear yeah. you. I hear everything you're saying ahead of time on Instagram, and then it's delayed mm. over here. So we gonna work that thing out. <laughs> we don't. We we don't. We don't work it out. This our first time trying it out. So we gonna we gonna work it out. Um. So as far as you, Gator, this, and this is another thing I also want to cover. As far as the sex of our kids, when you have a boy or if you have a girl, what do you feel is most appropriate? Which parent should be talking to that child about sex? Should it be the mom? Should it be the dad? Should it be both? How you feel about that? I mean, personally, I think it if be it's both. a, I mean, yeah, I think it should be both. Um, at least with a girl, with a young girl, I think it should be both the mother and the father, because I believe the father can give insight because of, you know, 
you know, I hate saying it like this, but the fathers had raging hormones before. He know every trick them little boys go try to pull. He know all that stuff. So he can, they can both guide her together and talk to her about it together. I think um, you have to, as a father, be involved, you know, maybe not T.I. involved in your kids' sexual <laughs> lives, but you know, be be somewhat involved and take an interest in, you know, what they're doing, who they're with, you know, or, you know, those types of things. I think with little boys, I think the man by himself is, is good enough because this, to be honest, you know, your, your little boys don't want to hear their mama talking about, you know, being a, a little bit promiscuous back in the day. That's that's more damaging than anything. Like, oh, wait a minute, you was doing what? Uh, so yeah, I think the and I, and I think with boys it takes a little bit of a rougher hand, a little bit more direct, you mm. know, um, language things. So I think for a boy, you definitely want the man to talk to him, you know. Uh, but if it's a little girl, I think having both parties there is a little bit more effective. Yeah. Well, I think it's effective for boys to hear it from their mom as well, because they need to know the effects of being irresponsible insects and how that not only affects them, but also affects the girl. Because it's a big responsibility. Um, both parties involved. And I think it's very important that we don't leave out the emotional aspect of sex and, and, and inform our kids that at a certain age, even though your body might seem like it's ready for sex, your mind and your emotions are not developed enough for you to handle the aftermath of six. Yeah, and that's a good point. That is a good point. I think, um, you know, looking at it from, from that aspect, I think that, you know, a mother can, you know, talk to their son and kind of give them a little bit of advisement of the consequences on the other side. And I was thinking of it more with having the two parents talking to a girl about how you know, the dad can warn you of the dangers of these dudes that you're going to be, you know, running around and, you know, and, and talking to. But I can see it from that point, too, where the mother could be instrumental in, in kind of, you know, stressing out the, the you know, stressing the, the importance of safe sex, of abstaining from sex, because mm -hmm. not just the effect on you, but the effect on the other person. Um, mm -hmm. that's involved in the sexual act. So yeah, I can see that. I can see where both of them, having both there for both sexes would probably be effective, yeah. Mm -hmm. And not just telling your kids that you shouldn't do it, but giving them the why behind it and giving them your own personal experience of if you had some experience in your past where you had sex when you wasn't really ready, and the repercussions of those actions, because uh, a, a mistake that a lot of us parents make is that we when we want the we want to keep the respect of our kids, we don't too much sh share with them about the mistakes that we made because we think that they're going to look at us differently, and they're not going to respect our authority and what we have to say 
if, you know, we show them that we're imperfect and that we make mistakes. And that's counter counterproductive um, for the outcome that you want to get um, in informing your kids and just making them emotionally aware and mature. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Oh, and by the way, you. Uh, <laughs> yeah, everybody on Instagram. We uh, <laughs> we apologize. <laughs> yeah, cause my my I I got my phone on charge, but it it looks like it's just not charging up enough to keep it going. Yeah, I think so. the Instagram live takes up a lot of <laughs> excuse me, a lot of um a lot of power, so. Y'all see me out there? We'll be back. Well, you you, stay, <laughs> you you keep connected with them. At least they can hear from your end. <laughs> right, right, right. You know, it, it cut me off, but then it cut me back on. So I don't know what's happening with that, but yeah. <laughs> anyway. Well, we'll try it again next Sunday. Right, exactly. You know, hey, we'll, we'll make sure to have all the phones charged up and 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 all that good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> So what do you, for your personal opinion, what do you think is the age that you should start those conversations off with your kids? You know, I had a conversation about this earlier today, actually. And uh, I think the earlier, the better. Um, I think being able to talk to your kids, you know, about sex where and, and demystifying it, mm -hmm. you know, at an early age is a good thing. I think, you know, when you know, I, I think we we had a guest on one time where it was a guest uh, that we were around on one of the podcasts um, that spoke about that, like you know, sharing um, information with your kids as early as you know, five six years old, mm -hmm. um, you know, not calling the private parts little pet names, not. You know, all that just demystifying it so that you could talk about those things to them in, you know, frank terms. Um, mm -hmm. I do believe that, you know, you should at least start introducing the talk about it and not just throwing out the full birds and the bees talk with them when they're eight years old. But, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, at least kind of introducing certain aspects of, you know, sex to them or the thought of sex to them earlier. Don't lie to them and when they ask you where babies come from. <laughs> For example, you know, um, don't lie to them if they happen to hear you, you know, something going on, you know, but just make sure that they know what's going on. Don't hide you and, and, and mom or dad kissing. Don't do, you know, start mm -hmm. to introduce it to them slowly. You know, don't, don't, don't hide it from them more you hide it from them and you know that that's going to be a danger later down the line because once they get a certain age they're not going to talk to you about any of that stuff they're going to talk to their friends down the street and mm -hmm. that's what you don't want that's when that true disconnect happens and that's a great word that you use demystifying it yeah. because the more that we pretend the more that they see uh their parents hiding it yeah. And and shoo shooing about it and keeping it a secret, the more their curiosity is going to push them to want to know what's the big secret, what's the big deal, what you hiding. 
Right, right, right. Because that's the one thing you don't want to do. You don't want them to feel like they have to hide. Because if you make it a bad thing, then then subconsciously they think it's a bad thing. So mm -hmm. they're going to hide any information that they get relating to the subject away from you. If somebody's talking about it at school, if, you know, they they find a movie somewhere and they, you know, say, oh, this person was talking about this. Hey, even if they listen to a song and they hear something about it, you know, and they're like, oh, that, you know, I can't talk to my mom about what that means or whatever. Yeah, I mean, mm -hmm. that could be bad or worst mm -hmm. case scenario. If something happens to that child and they're put in a position like, uh, uh, you know, something where they're in danger of, you know, possible uh, improprieties, any type of, you know, molestation or anything like that, they'll be afraid to share those things with you then as well. So, right. yeah, it's, it's good to do it really early. Yeah. And get, get that that stigma away from it. <laughs> right. Let's see what Ashley's saying. My oldest is 11. And I was hoping to not have to have this talk until 14 or 15. But seeing how her friends talk on social media and through text, I immediately sat her down over the summer and really talked about it in depth. Yeah, Ashley, yeah. 11, uh, around 10 and 11 is the time that you want to start because that's when little girls are starting to get their periods mm -hmm. and and, you know, wanting to wear makeup. And stuff like that. So don't, yeah, 14 and 15 would have been too late. Yeah. Cause by that time, by, by the time 14 and 15 kind of creeps up, they already had the dudes down the street trying to holler. Oh, yeah. You know, you know, you're already in high school and you got all these people, you know, showing interest. And you know, you're not realizing why they're showing interest or attention and all that kind of stuff. I mean, they unfortunately yeah, like when I, I was when I was 12, when I was like 12, that's when I started developing hips and stuff. I didn't want it because I hated it because I hated the attention because I was still in the child mind frame. I still wanted yeah. to play. I still wanted to be a tomboy. And I didn't like boys looking at me that way. Right, so, right, right. So not having that conversation and understanding what was going on with my body. Um can be confusing. Right, right, right. And, and, and that's another thing. You bring up a good point with that is, you know, with the earlier you have to talk, the earlier you can explain some of the things that are actually going on. You know, when when a, when a child hits puberty, it, it, and especially boys, when they get to that point where they're starting to have wet dreams or they're starting to like, you know, develop hair in certain areas and, you know, all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of times you just say, oh, it's puberty. But you got to understand, they got to, you got to make them understand what puberty means and what it is actually, mm -hmm. why their body is doing this, because it's preparing itself for, you know, that act later down the line. And having being open and honest about talking about sex with your kids can actually help with that type of thing. Well, it's just your body developing. That's what happens. Your body's maturing into that stage where it can have sex, you know, and, and we, again, need to hammer down, you know, the rules on that. Maybe this is something you need to abstain from. This is something, you know, you need to, you know, safe sex or however you choose to talk to your, your child about it. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. continue to hammer that home. <laughs> right. Let's see. Ashley says... I agree. Some of my friends look at me like, Ashley, your kids 
I'm like, baby, they know I want them to hear it from me first before they get false information yeah. from friends that probably know nothing. Yeah. Right. Right. Because I remember I remember in high school, my cousin, she was like a year up, uh, ahead of me in school. And I remember her bragging and talking about, you know, when she had sex and how good it was. And I was missing out and stopped mm-hmm. being scared and and all that stuff. So, you know, peer pressure at school and friends, all of that stuff comes into play. But right. once I actually experienced it for myself, I would be, I went back to school like you lied. <laughs> you act like it was so good. That was not good. Right, right, right. <laughs> you know, I mean, but just but you know what though, at that age, a lot of times, you know, you you use some of these folks used to say it's good just because they supposed to say it's good. You mm-hmm. know, <laughs> back when you was that age. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I that's think the that's bragging that's, rights. Right. That's really big with little boys though. That right there, like I, I I've shared stories about how, you know, we'd be on the block and you know, everybody uncle and everything, you know, you 12 years old, you ain't did nothing yet. <laughs> you know, right. you ain't got no girl down the street you trying to talk to or whatever. Like my my, my friend uh dad used to be like you over there trying to trying to trying to court them little heifers down the street. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I think if we would have had the talk talk, like if, if they would have started introducing it to us, we would have made better decisions about whether or not we wanted to go through with it than just like, oh, well, this is a rite of passage. I guess I got to go do it. <laughs> right. And then really getting into detail, especially with little girls and, and and helping them understand that boys will have sex with you. It doesn't mean that they love you. It doesn't mean that you are now in a relationship. Do not use that as a means to get, you know, uh, affection and attention. Right. Um, that's that's not a healthy way to do it. Um, and they they especially need to hear that from a male perspective. And even single parents, single moms who don't have a man in their life, the, you need to find great male representation, uncles, mm-hmm. cousins, um, get them in a mentorship program. Make sure they have some kind of positive male representation who can talk to them about that kind of stuff because had I had that in my life, I wouldn't have to go through that period of being sexually promiscuous and thinking that's the way I'm going to get attention from boys. And that's the way I'm going to get boys to like me. Right, right, right. I mean, and then, you know, the same thing with, with boys though, the same thing with boys. I think we as, you know, black men actually need to, talk to our young men about how to handle themselves sexually, you know, not to just, you know, first of all, safe sex. If you're going to do it, then safely. Um, Also, though, I would like to see it be one of those things where, hey, look, abstain from from sex, you know, keep yourself away from it. Um, And that may may be a little bit unrealistic, but I only Mm -hmm. say because, you know, I didn't have that myself. Now, that being said, I think if we, you know, if, if we make a concerted effort to tell our kids that abstinence is probably the best way to go until they can can 
can deal with the emotions and things behind the sexual acts, then I think that would be the better way to do it. Yeah. A lot. There's got to be a lot of deprogramming because yeah. we program our girls totally different than we program our boys. Yeah. Um, many times the boys are encouraged oh, yeah. to go have as much sex as they need to as early as possible. Get it out of your system. And that's mm -hmm. OK. If you're teaching the boys to do that, but you're teaching the girls to not have sex, who do you think they're going to be having sex with? So they're going to figure out ways yep. to get what they want to get out of these girls by telling them what they think those girls want to hear mm -hmm. until they break it, break them down and they give in. We need to be teaching the boys and the girls the same thing at the same age. You are not mentally and emotionally prepared for the sexual act. I'm not going to hide nothing about it from you, but I'm going to let you know that when I was your age, I was not ready for it. I thought I was just because my body was developing. My mind was not caught up with it yet. And right. you're going to have plenty of years in your life to have to have all the sex you want once you get to that point where you can handle it. Right. And I think that's a good way of telling them too. It's like, Hey, you're, you're emotionally not ready. Your body might be ready, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. but your mind is not ready for that yet. And you know, little boys do suffer trauma behind mm -hmm. that. We don't like to talk about it a lot, you know, because we do focus on, you know, the trauma that young women go through when they're having sex at an early age and stuff like that. But, you know, that same emotional tie is there with these little boys that having sex at 12 years old, 13 years old, 14 years old, and it damages them going forward. The way they look at women, the way they treat women going, you know, later on in life becomes impaired because of that, oh, I gotta, you know, stack up as many as I can, you mm -hmm. know, and you, you, they, and they turn, they, they tend to turn off those emotions when they're having sex at that age because it's like, you know, oh, you're not supposed to be crying over that little girl. You ain't supposed to be doing that. Oh, okay. And they just turn those, those emotions off. Bad mentorship because there is such a thing. You oh, know? yeah. And, and, and that, that is up damaging them and other people later on in life. Yes. And then we also need to be talking to them about sexually transmitted diseases. Oh, yeah. All the different ones that are out there. Um, the symptoms of those diseases, how they're transmitted, um, the long term effects. Um, don't hold nothing back. Mm -mm. That's the one thing you can't hold nothing back with. Mm -mm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> don't hold nothing back. Bring pictures if you got to. Right. <laughs> that, that'll, that'll look, look, you want to see. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you, do you want all these bumps? Huh. Now? <laughs> huh. Put that picture up there. It'll be like, oh no. Yes. <laughs> yeah. You know, like yes. Yep, that's what happened. And stress the importance of birth control. Once yeah. you do get to that point where you think you are ready, and there's nothing that I can do to talk you out of it. And you're going to do it regardless. Then arm yourself with this information, with the uh, birth control. Um, also know the different 
risks that come along with that. It's not 100% foolproof. And um, pregnancy. Oh, know, yeah, yeah. And I, I tell mine all the time, I, 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 I'm not that kind of grandma that's going to take <laughs> your child and raise it for you. Right. No, if you lay down, you're going to be laying down with them in the bed. You're going to mm -hmm. be laying up with them at night. You're mm -hmm. going <laughs> to be rocking them to sleep. All <laughs> of that. Look, mm -hmm. you lay down in that bed with that girl, you're going to get up when that baby cry. <laughs> now it's different for boys and girls now since i got all boys you know i don't have to worry about the baby coming to my you know be coming home with me but you know these girls out here y'all gotta worry y'all gotta think about that stuff i don't know you gotta be gotta be careful though these days because some of them girls you might want the baby to come home with you the way some of these girls <laughs> is <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I, you know, and I, I, I would say age appropriate as they get older, there's, you know, there's more information that I think you should be able to have like a real honest, transparent conversation with your kids about sex what comes with it, how, how you dealt with it when you were coming up, um, the feelings that you're going to get from it. Um, you know, some of the mistakes that you made, I wouldn't be opposed to talking to my sons about that period of my life when I was, you know, being sexually promiscuous. They need to hear that because they can become a person uh, they can become a man that can possibly impact someone else's life in that way yeah. because if they ever have a daughter and they make the decision to not be in their daughter's life or to not be present for their daughter then my story will help them understand this is what happens yeah when a girl feels neglected by her father Right, right, right. Yeah, I mean, I think when it, when it comes to stuff like that, I think it can be quite valuable for for young men to hear about that, you know, um, mm -hmm. and not just hear about it from a song or hear about it from, you know, because we we put that stigma on the quote unquote baby mama mm -hmm. these days, you know, as far as a lot of guys do, you know, but understanding that, you know, you put that per that woman in that situation. Mm -hmm. So you have no reason to degrade her because, you know, you were part of that degradation from the get go. You initiated that degradation by not practicing safe sex, by not making sure she was on birth control, by not having your condoms or whatever you were going to have. So, yeah, I think I think it does add some weight, you know, to be able to talk to your kids as a mother, you know, to talk to your boys about that. Yeah. Right. Because they need to understand sex. Once the act of the of the sex is over with, there's still some consequences that will follow you for years and years after that. Mm -hmm. So please don't believe that you're going to lay down with a woman and have a few moments of pleasure and then get up and walk away from it and never worry about it again. Some some of those things are just going to follow you for the rest of your life. That's why so many people are 
mad at their baby mamas and baby daddies and wish they never had kids with them because of that little moment mm -hmm. of weakness that they found themselves in. Now they're like, I wish I never had a child with this person because my life is miserable. Right, right. Getting caught up in, again, when they're not ready to handle the emotion. Because sex brings emotion. I don't care what kind of sex you have in, what you think is just, you know, whatever, who this is that you're trying to... It, it releases emotions mm -hmm. you know? and sometimes you can get caught up in that emotional wave while you're having sex with somebody and just being caught up for just that few couple seconds mm -hmm. can mean that you got 18 more years <laughs> mm -hmm. about you know this money coming out your check or more you know poignantly this is 18 years that you have to sit back if you don't like this woman you got to deal with this <laughs> you know with this drama and all this kind of stuff yes and then once you once you get grow up in life and you find that person that you really want to spend the rest of your life with uh you still got baby mama baby right. daddy over still there got baby mama. <laughs> and that situation might mess up this current situation that you're trying to create for yourself. Right, right. And you hope it doesn't, but I mean, oh, that's man. the that you take. Yeah. I've seen it happen <laughs> so many times. I've seen yeah. it. Especially yeah. baby daddy drama, because for some reason, baby daddies don't like to, to, to let go of baby mamas. You know, <laughs> they, they talk that, all that craziness about them until they find somebody else. And then... <laughs> See, but I, I put that, I that's an issue I've never had. Mm. I've never had baby daddy drama. I've never had any of my exes try to interfere with my present life because when I cut it off, I cut it off. You cut it off, yeah. And it's I keep those boundaries. <laughs> right. A lot of those guys but, don't do that. Well, it ain't the guys. It's the woman. Because true, the, true. the guys are going to push the boundaries as far as they can go. If yeah. you don't hold him at a certain arm's length, then he feels like he should be able to have full access to your life. I set, I set up those boundaries and I made sure that they knew you, you can't come no further past this line right here, brother. This right, none of right. This right over here. None of this ain't none of your business. Right, do not and if, pass go. <laughs> right, and if you try to cross it, then I ain't gonna have nothing to do with you at all, and I mean that. Mm. Yeah, I think I think a lot more women need to do that because I think there are a lot of scenarios where the dads get, you know, they still be entangled, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, and because the women will allow them to keep coming back, but when they mm -hmm. do find somebody, they cut it off. Then all of a sudden, the dads are. Looking crazy. Exactly. Nothing's more emotional than an emotional man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've had that before. <laughs> All right. I don't see any more comments on our topic for tonight. You got anything else to add before we get up out of here? Gator? Look, look the big thing is and we just want to stress this again, man, you know, do it at your own comfort, but do it. Talk to your kids, man. Talk to them. You know, not, not don't wait till they 16 and, mm -hmm. you know, they, they you know, wear a dress up to their back. 
you know, <laughs> how, how they going out with their friends and all this kind of stuff. Where they, you know, I mean, pay attention. You know what? Now you're just about to say, just pay attention to your kids. Listen to them. You know, talk to them just as much as you listen to them. You know, make sure you have that balance. You know, introduce these things slowly so you don't have to have the big knockdown, drag out birds and the bees talk when they 13, 14 years old. Because if you wait till they're 13 or 14, Cardi B done told them everything they need to know about safety. They're not going to listen to nothing else you got to say. They're trying to figure out how to get that wop. Hmm. You know, they, they, they they ask, that's when grandma gonna wop right. exactly. <laughs> exactly. I would you say know? when they start getting into the double digit ages, yeah, that's when you gotta have those talks with them. Yeah, um, early double digits. Don't wait till it's too late. Don't wait till the sixteen. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know? like I said, if you listen to uh, if you listen to wop, they'd have told you everything you need to know. <laughs> you know, that's how, but that's how those kids feel. They 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 feel like you know, and, and let's just be real. A lot of the, a lot of what we learned about sex came from listening, even at our age, listening to these songs and the things that they were saying. Not just the raunchy songs, but listening to some Jodeci, listening to some of that. Mm -hmm. You know, all so of that. It's it's in the music. It's ingrained in our society. So they're gonna get it regardless. It would be better if they get it from you. Yeah, the real raw stuff, not that. Right. Now look, this <laughs> don't do like my mama did. She went to the library and oh no, she <laughs> and, and checked out some books and had us to read uh, the, about the female anatomy. Okay, I know I got a uterus and a fallopian tube. I mean. But okay, that ain't helping me. What right. You, I mean, what what about when a boy come and tell me I'm fine and I'm cute? Mm-hmm. And you know, I want you to be my girlfriend, and this is what boys and girls do. What if he what, what if about he, that? For real, what if he done wrote down all the lyrics to cry for you from Jodice and to send it to you in a little in a little text? You know, <laughs> I had this one guy I was liking. I had a, a boyfriend that I was liking in high school. I was it junior high or high school, and we used to write each other letters back then when you when you wrote letters. Right. <laughs> <laughs> my mama went in my room and found them letters that we was writing each other, and she forbid me to ever talk to him again. Oh Lord. <laughs> that was, look, that was the porno of the, of the time back then. He's <laughs> write all, all kind of crazy stuff back then. Yeah, like, like write poetry. <laughs> yeah, writing about what we want to do to each other when we see each other again and all. <laughs> right, right, right. You know, that's that young love again. Emotion. It's the emotion behind it. The emotion mm -hmm. behind the sex, and you know, it's that underlying thing. And at that age, you, you really don't know how to mm -hmm. control that emotion. You know, right. it's it. You know, so we we definitely need to talk about. I mean, I, if you find letters like that in your child's room. I don't know if I forbid them to talk to that person. You know, that might be the time to have the talk then. Like, you know, but it might have been too late by that time. <laughs> like, you looking at that letter. She know more about this than I do. Right. That's the time when you need to sit down and have a real, a transparent and raw conversation with your child 
because her forbidding me to see him made it me made want to see, see him, him more. Right. <laughs> made you want to see him more. Because then you got to sneak out the house to do it. Right. Now you, now you scheme, scheming to do it. <laughs> you know? Yeah, you can't you can't do that. You can't cut off. That's the other thing. You can't cut off an emotional connection like that because sex is emotional. You forbid you catch somebody, you have your daughter or your son having sex with someone and you decide you can't see that person no more. That's going to make it 10 times more likely that they're going to find a way oh. <laughs> to get back to that person. That's that uh, me and you against the world syndrome. Right. Right. Everybody <laughs> trying to keep us apart and we belong together. Exactly. <laughs> you back there saying, this is our song, Mariah Carey. <laughs> mm -hmm. Right. I can't wait till I get out of my mama's house so we can be together. We gonna run away together. All this stuff goes on yeah. in your head, baby. When you think I had, love. I had it happen to me. I had it happen to me. I had a... a I had a young lady. I was I was uh, 13 years old, and she came by the house, and we was all hugged up on my grandmama couch. First of all, that was the first violation. She didn't want uh -oh. nobody in her in her in her living room. <laughs> <laughs> so we sitting up there hugged up on the couch. Second violation, she had her leg draped over mine. Uh oh, that's a no no. My grandma walked in there. <laughs> if you don't get this hot ass heifer out my house. <laughs> I said, I said Mom, yeah, what you talking about? She knows she a skank. Look at her. <laughs> I mean, and I'm trying to be PG because she said a whole bunch of words. Forbid her to even walk up the street from my house. Wow. And guess what? We found a way. I was jumping over fences. <laughs> I was sneaking out at night, all kinds of stuff. <laughs> you under the carport, ducking behind cars. We see lights spread around the corner. We... <laughs> I, don't, I don't think that's my mom and them. All right, we're good. <laughs> but we had to find a way. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Y'all not going to keep us apart. <laughs> right, right. Because it's us against the world. We destined to be together. Yes. <laughs> I mean, we were going together for another three months, but Lord, for that, <laughs> for that three months, it was us against the world. Y'all against the world. Yes, indeed. <laughs> and and parents, I'm telling you, this really works. Once you actually back off and let them see for themselves, yeah, it die down so quick. Yeah. It really does. Cause that's what happened to me. This guy, my mama hated. She didn't want me to see him. And you know, that made me want to see him more. And then when I went to college and he, he followed me to college and he wanted to, you know, just be all up under me and walk around on campus with me and prove to everybody else that we was together. I got sick of that. <laughs> like I don't even like this dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And, and I started to see what my mama had been saying about him. Mm -hmm. But as long as she was trying to tell me herself, I was like, no, you don't see what I see. But right. when I saw it for myself, I was like, ooh, yeah, my mama was right. I don't like right. him. Right. Of course, you never going to tell her that. But, you know. Uh -uh. <laughs> uh -uh. 
they not her business. <laughs> All right. Well, this has been another dope discussion. Thank y'all for hanging out with us, for tuning in. We are back. Happy to be back in 2021. And we're going to be bringing y'all some more dope discussions. Um, next Sunday, we will be back here and we will have a special guest, Miss Letitia Russell. She is a brand new author of a book called Help a Sister Out. Ah. And it's an awesome book. I just read it this week. Um, it's an awesome book. I'm going to send you a copy of it so you can read oh, yeah. it before she comes on. Yeah. And she's really with these stories that she's sharing this book. She is helping a sister out. So I'm excited to have her on next Sunday. Well, that sounds good. That sounds good. All right, y'all. What you say? I said, I'm looking forward to it. That yeah. actually sounds pretty cool. Yes. All right, y'all. Well, we are out and we will see y'all next Sunday for another dope discussion. Oh, Ooh, who that? Yes. <laughs> we, we beat them down. Right, right. All the way down. 33-7. <laughs> <laughs>